0: We're programmed for survival, so our instinct is to give up on these situations to move away from them. I thought if I didn't sign up for that race, that I was just going to disappear. It doesn't have to be these big, huge things that everyone thinks you need to do to make a difference. Hey folks, as you probably know, we're on this coast-to-coast bike relay from our Connecticut brewery to the San Diego brewery. Uh, we're in Colorado right now, so getting kind of close to the end. Um, but wanted to give you a quick bonus episode to to update you on uh, an incident that happened in the middle of the trip. It caused us to rework the whole thing. And just as we expected, it, uh, it has been, the trip has been even better since then. But to kind of outline what happened and to just inform you about everything, this monologue I recorded just a week or so back. Um, but it explains what happened, uh, what we're doing about it, and what we've done about it. And uh, yeah, I hope you get some inspiration. I hope you learn from it. And I hope you continue following the journey as we get close to the end. And by the way, this was recorded for Adventure Sports Podcast, the other show I host, but we used the same monologue for this. So you might hear that mentioned at some point. But anyway, here is the episode. Coming at you from a hotel room today in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, So the audio, you know, again, probably sound weird. I've been on the road handful of weeks now and trying to just, you know, trying to just keep things somewhat normal, but, uh, you know, it's hard to do in today's world <laughs> and, uh, just wanted to give you an update for our cross country bike tour, what we're doing. So if you didn't know, we are, uh, I, I work for athletic brewing during the day. It's non-alcoholic craft beer. And I, I can hear some of your eyes roll out there, non-alcoholic craft beer. You got to be kidding me. But if you've been a listener to the show, you know that I worked there, and you know that I'm a huge fan. And even before I was working there, they sponsored the show a little bit last year. And uh, you know, I've got I've got a family history with with uh, everything from alcoholism to um, to just you know I, I I'm kind of a lightweight. I don't love to drink a lot, so but I love the taste of beer. And so that's uh, it's a really cool thing we're doing. Really cool, exciting, kind of new very new industry in a lot of ways. Um, but you know, as a way to celebrate, we are our breweries in Connecticut and I do this whole show on the side, by the way, I do it all, you know, nights and weekends and host, you know, do all the interviews and all that. And, uh, you know, they, they were listeners of the show and they, they got in touch eventually. And, and so here we are, but anyway, breweries in Connecticut on the East coast, right, right near the water, we just opened a second brewery a couple months ago on the West Coast uh, in San Diego. And so with, you know, I love to I loved bike tour, love to bike across country. And so uh, it, with, a, with a planning meeting back in December, we were like, why don't we do a bike tour from one brewery to the other? And so I've been helping to plan that, helping coordinate it. There's been a team of us kind of taking on the task. And what we're doing is biking from our Connecticut brewery to our San Diego brewery, uh, with each of our teammates, just, you know, somebody on our team, somebody in the company committing to like 300 miles at a time. So essentially across a state. So someone commits to like Pennsylvania, New York, um, uh, New Jersey doesn't work out exactly from state to state, but, but commits to a segment at a time. And we're right now in Nebraska, about halfway through the journey. And, uh, and it's, uh, just been really, really cool. Uh, but uh, it's just so much has happened. Gosh, we had a hurricane starting off. We got that, you know, that hurricane that hit the East Coast. We got a day, a huge day of raining um, right through some farm country. It was crazy. Uh, we got this crazy big storm with tornadoes uh, and, and crazy high winds coming across. I, I keep saying crazy. I know I got I to gotta find a different word to use. These crazy unbelievably high winds like 140 mile an hour gusts coming through chicago blew down a bunch of trees buildings you know rvs are blown over semi-trailers are blown over we were able to find shelter for that and uh (laughs) all that to say it's been an adventure and that's exactly what we were looking for and really everyone's been staying safe if you want me to be honest it's been fun it's been really fun it's been tiring but 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 a huge adventure it was just something we wanted to do that was a little bit different than just cutting a ribbon you know we're called athletic brewing for a reason we wanted to do something athletic something out of the box and something that kind of lives up to our name and and you know i always tell people when when you sell non-alcoholic beer for a living um everything else becomes a lot more seems a lot more possible (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) <laughs> when, when you're already breaking all these barriers all day long, just throwing in another crazy adventure just sounds like the norm. So, uh, a couple days ago, and I just want to, you know, brief Frank. This episode's a little bit different, and I and I'm trying to raise some awareness for what happened the other day. Um on Friday, August fourteenth, we had finished the miles for the day. Uh, it was about hundred and two miles that we had planned that day. And our rider Chris, uh, just one of the guys that works for with us in sports marketing, great guy. Um, he had been he committed to a three day segment, three hundred and thirty something miles, and he had just finished. And we were trying to get a little closer to Des Moines, Iowa. So I decided, I'm like, you know what? I've been in the van this whole time. Let me jump on the bike. Let me get some miles let me maybe do two hours or so, you know, 20, 30 miles of riding and, uh, just, you know, kind of get the, get the person who's taken over the next day, a little bit shorter day and get us a little closer to town and let Chris take a break. He was not wanting to do more than a hundred. He had absolutely crushed the hundred miles for the day and, uh, was, you know, had done 335 miles in three days. So he was pretty, pretty whooped. And so, I get about 10 miles in to this ride. I'm, I'm just breaking a sweat, just really starting to feel good. I've got my Aftershocks headphones, and, and I'm listening to a podcast, you know, and, and those headphones don't cover your ears, so you can still hear the stuff around you, and i uh, just feeling good. You know, I got I was on this brand new bike, super fast bike, um, Felt just felt good to finally get on the road after watching everybody else get their miles in for the day, and... Hold on one second. My microphone is slipping just a little. Um, all right, I'm back. So like I said, just getting the miles in. The day's looking good. And, you know, we're, we're out in the middle of rural Iowa. There's going to be tractors. There's going to be some semis. There's going to be some just pickup trucks. Nothing crazy. I bike through Florida all the time. It's very similar in rural, anywhere rural, really. Really? And we were on this road, and it, and it turned into like a, a two-lane highway, um, kind of a larger highway, but not crazy, but it was just as you get through this town, then it went back down to uh, to just kind of one lane, either way, you know, just a smaller country road. But as it had a, you approach this town, it just kind of opened up, and then it'd go back down, and, you know, I, I've crossed the country half a dozen times, and never... You know, you've gone on all sorts of roads. Never really had an issue. There's been close calls here and there, but that's just if you were to drive across the country six times, you would have a handful of of, of potential um, just scary moments. And so, nothing out of the norm. Biking along, having a great time, legitimately thinking about just how awesome this journey has been. And uh, now I'm able to carry this baton I don't think I mentioned that we're carrying a physical running baton passing it from one rider to the other and that baton is a symbol of our you know expansion across the country a celebration of that and that baton uh, is going to be a tap handle in our new brewery we're going to be pouring beer r- r- holding on to that baton it's it's a pretty awesome idea and so I was holding the baton uh, just thinking about all that and out of nowhere just this crash and my back is in pain. Parts of a vehicle are flying all around my face. And it takes me, you know, a split second to realize I've been hit by a car. And, you know, it was just the most bizarre experience. If anyone out there has experienced anything like that or an accident that you've been in, you know what people say. It's it's it's, it's your life flashes before your eyes. It's It's fast and slow at the same time. You can recall... It just burns these images into your mind, even though it happens so quickly. Um, yeah, so this pickup truck, this F-150, uh, hits me. Hits me right in the back. And it took me a second to realize that it wasn't the entire body of the truck. I didn't fly up in the air. It was, uh, It was the mirror of the truck hit me right in the middle of the back. And my handlebars scraped the edge of the truck, the entire length of the truck, um, but we're on this highway and, and having so much experience with with riding and with vehicles, this truck was going really, really, really fast. And it was going at least the speed limit, which was 60 miles an hour. Um, like I said, not an, not the most ideal place to bike, but by no means a, a, a terrible place to be biking. Like it was just a road that was connecting us to another country road and i have spent literally thousands of miles on roads just like this with no issues and it was a you know quiet day not a lot of traffic this truck had plenty of room to get over in the other lane and to not hit me but it hit me right in the back um the the, the mirror flies all around me like it hits me and then just shatters and it felt like just getting hit in the back with like a two by four. Um, and it broke off the mirror, just broke off the truck. Um, the glass goes everywhere, parts of plastic, everything just flying everywhere. And the body of the mirror just kind of up over my head and right on the ground in front of me. And I, I obviously just like pull the brakes, come to a stop. I yell out a bunch of expletives. It scared me half to death, of course. And, uh, You know, instinctually, I looked right at the truck, like, what's the license plate? But the moment, I mean, it it was just a split second. I looked right at the truck, and it was already too far to read the license plate. And so that let me know it was going very, very quick, and it was moving right along with traffic. But what really blew my mind is that no one stopped. Like, no one even stopped to check. People, I mean, I was writhing in pain. I mean, it hurt like hell to, to to be honest and I was sitting there writhing in pain on the side of this road just holding my back on all fours you know j- j- just reaching up at my back making sure nothing no bones were sticking out I knew adrenaline was rushing by that point and you know this this truck drove by it never never tapped the brakes and never saw brake lights engaging i I, I miraculously didn't get you know knocked down I don't know how I didn't fall. I, if you want me to be honest, I, the truck hit me, but it was like I hit the truck to the body of the truck, and it almost like kept me upright. And I just sat there for just a second, taking stock of what just happened and to what and what to do about it. So I immediately called the support vehicle because we have a van out here that you know is meeting the rider every five ten miles. Um, and I called them and said, "Hey, pickup truck." It's and just so anyone out there listening in the Des Moines, Iowa area. It's a charcoal gray f-150 with a missing side view mirror um, on the passenger side I said I told them all that I said hey keep your eyes open for this truck and find it let, let, let let's make sure that they don't get away with a hit and run um, because it felt very intentional I heard the truck ease into the, the ease into the shoulder of the road and it went over the grooves I could hear the tires at the grooves and so, There was also a groove in the middle of the highway, so I thought it might have been that one that it was going into, but it wasn't. It eased over, it hit me, then it eased right back into the lane and just kept going. And that's what's the most mind-blowing thing to me is that, you know, at the very best case, it was an accident. But being an accident, you know, I would assume they would stop. At the very worst, it was intentional. Either way, the fact remains is the car, the truck, did not stop. The driver didn't have concern for me. I immediately came to a stop and got down on the ground. So look, even looking in the rearview mirror, this driver would have seen me, the rider, not okay. They didn't know if they killed me. They didn't know if I was going into shock. They didn't know if I did, you know, the piece of metal had punctured my heart. They didn't know. They didn't care. They, they kept going. Not a single rider, not a single driver stopped. Um, kind of crazy. You know, I mean, I, it wasn't like... I, even when I got up, I was limping around. Just, just I was in pain, like I said. And back was killing me. Um, I was bleeding out of my arm and my back. Uh, I, I, but, I, you know, ultimately, I was thankfully okay. And then I was just filled with anger. And so I jumped on the bike. I grabbed all the pieces of the mirror that I could find... And I jumped on the bike and I said, "I'm going to pedal," because I'm okay. I I know the adrenaline's rushing, but I really did feel like, okay, nothing's broken. There aren't any bones sticking out, and I'm not dead. Um, so I began pedaling. The van caught up to me. They obviously came to me, and uh, I gave them the mirror. Um, and I just kept going. I told him, "I'm not stopping." I'm gonna turn down this country road, this quieter road, with a much lar- with a larger shoulder. I'm gonna be careful, but I'm I'm doing the rest of these miles. That probably wasn't the smartest thing, looking back, um, because I could have definitely been a little more injured than I was. And you know, it, it 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 was it felt targeted. It felt like this person actively went out of their way to to at least buzz me. So if you don't know, in cycling, there's this term called buzzing where, you know, a truck drives up next to you or a car, any, any vehicle really. And they just get really, really close to you to scare you half to death. And it could be for a number of reasons, intimidation, just because they're jerks and they're being, you know, trying to have fun with their friends or something. It's, it's, it's not safe and it's really irresponsible. And you're putting, you know, people's lives in danger, a lot of times also, you know, if it's a bigger, you know, a diesel engine vehicle, they'll lay on the gas lay on the pedal, and roll coal, blow all this smoke out, and cover you with smoke. It's super dangerous. I've had it happen a few times um, going downhill, and you can't see anything for like five seconds. So totally unsafe and totally irresponsible and and really stupid on their end. Uh, So this person buzzed me, and a lot of times also they'll honk their horn simultaneously when they go by you, and that just literally scares you to death. (laughs) Um, But anyway, this person buzzed me, and what I think happened, what I honestly think happened is this person wanted to get close and scare me. They realized they hit me because they lost a mirror. I don't think it was a decently nice truck, so I don't think they would have intentionally broken off a couple hundred dollar mirror, just to make a point. I think they accidentally broke the mirror and then just decided like, oh crap, I hit somebody. I better get out of here. So it was absolutely a hit and run. Um, I ended up seeing, you know, I ended up going down the road, like I said, turned down the road, still trying to process my thoughts, um, still double check and make sure I'm okay. I could pedal just fine. And within, within 15 minutes of this happening, I was again buzzed. And the person that did it this time honked their horn, flicked me off out their window, And then they pulled up ahead of me. They pulled up ahead on the road, pulled over, got out of their truck, and stood in the road. It was an older gentleman, and this guy literally made me come to a stop in front of him. I was going to go around him, and he ran out in the road, basically trying to block my path. So I come to a stop right in front of his face, and I'm thinking, like, what is this guy going to do? Like, is he going to shoot me? You know, I know. I assume everybody out there has a gun. Um, this is America, by the way, and uh, you know, it's 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 rural. Yeah, I, I wouldn't not expect this person to have a gun, and so I thought, you know, like what's going to happen here? And I, I am one hundred percent ready to absolutely de-escalate this. I am not a fighter. I am not someone that wants to get just punched in the face all the time. So. Um, I was already hurt, so I was, a dis- you know, at a disadvantage, so this big old farmer man, older gentleman, like I said, already hurling insults, already screaming at me by the time I pulled up to him. He was saying things like, you know, I pay taxes for you to be out on bike paths. I pay taxes for bike paths. You shouldn't be out here. Uh, people are trying to earn a living and you're getting in their way. Who do you think you are? Um... First of all, I didn't want to get close to him because of coronavirus. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep my distance. He's an older gentleman. Uh, I didn't have a mask on because I was biking out there. And uh, so I kept my distance. And I just calmly told him, I'm, I, and I'm not saying this just because I'm, I'm telling the story, but I, I honestly calmly told him, hey, man, I just got hit by a truck. I'm trying to process that. I'm a father, I am a taxpayer as well. I said, I have a right to be on the road. It's not busy out here. Like, where are you going? That's so important that you can't, couldn't just, he didn't even have to wait on me. He just had to go around me on this road. There was not even cars coming when this guy went by me the first time. And and and, and it's like, it just didn't process to him. He just kept yelling, kept screaming at me. People, it was in like a small little area with some houses actually, not, not a town, but just a corner an intersection that had a few houses and people were coming out in their yards looking at us yelling. And I ended up telling him, Man, just just have a good day and I left. I literally didn't engage any beyond what I just said and I left. Well he goes back by me again, buzzes me again. Right after he did, another guy came behind me. And these were, you know, I don't know if a man or woman was driving the first buck truck, but these two the other two were, were were two 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 grown men. This guy flicked me off, honked his horn at me. Then he got in the shoulder ahead of me and brake checked me, same on the brakes, and I thought, I mean, is there like a campaign around here for people to to hit or hate on cyclists? I, I don't I don't know. So I kept going and ended up seeing a cop on the side of the road who uh, who was just kind of looking for people speeding, and I ended up telling him about it. And, and, and I'll be honest, you know, he just did not seem that interested to hear my story. I told him I needed to file a report. He said to meet him back at the station. I'm like, where's the station? It's like 40 minutes away. I had asked the support vehicle to go drive around those roads and just look for the truck. Like, it, you know, the, the, the sooner, the better. The longer this takes, the farther the truck will get away. And to just get a license plate number because somebody got away with a hit and run. Well, ended up not seeing the truck. I ended up not really talking to the police officer too long. Kept going. Um, eventually, did file a report uh, just over the phone with with uh, some officers uh, that that handled it very professionally. I will say, and, and it was it was fine. But uh, you know, it it just was really an eye opening experience to to think that. You know, this person just just, just, just on a whim just decided to get so close to me, they could have killed me. You know, if that mirror would have hit, if I would have been down in the handlebars, down in the, the, the drop position of the handlebars, it could have just as easily hit me in the back of the head. And it had enough, I mean, inside that mirror was an entire metal bracket filled with a heavy, heavy motor to move the mirror around. I mean, I, I drive the same exact type of truck, it's a big, heavy mirror. They are made to bend in, but it's usually when you when you click a button to make it do that. Um, it doesn't do it on its own, but thankfully, it didn't hit me in the, the neck or paralyze me or something. It hit, hit me somewhere just right, and that's just the mirror. If it had been two inches to the right, the guy would have hit me with the actual truck, would have caught my handlebars in his grill or caught it on, on the front tire in... I mean, who knows? I don't even want to think about it. It would have left my wife to be a widow and my son to be fatherless. My one-year-old son would have never known me. And it's definitely caused me to think a lot. and caused me to think about what to do with this trip. So, um, you know, for all my experiences out, out, out in the world, out doing adventures climbing to 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 biking to to traveling cross country to even hitchhiking i've never had an experience like this and i know it's not a huge deal in a lot of ways i know there are situations so much grander so much more um important right now but 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 i feel kind of one of the themes of 2020 is to stop letting people get away with with compromise getting away with accepting the status quo of low quality whether that be leadership whether that be you know bad apples in the police force whether that be j- j- just in yourself it's 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 it really is blowing my mind that i was not able to to convince these people like hey my life is valuable enough to not threaten with your two three four thousand pound vehicle or your semi and so and just so you know the other rider of the day chris he had also been buzzed a couple times and we we kind of blew the first one off as an accident but looking back it seems to be like it was a theme and he got brake checked as well by by another rider or by another um vehicle and so all that to say, you know, being a company trip, we have decided that we're actually going to not be biking anymore um, on the roads. What we're doing instead is uh, we're going to still complete our miles to go from C- Connecticut to San Diego by bicycle. And we're still gonna be doing them in the locations that we would have originally. But how we're going to change this is, is do them strictly on paved bike trails uh, that, that, that are safe for riders, that are made for riders. And from a business perspective, we're going to be able to just engage with potential, uh, potential drinkers of athletic brewing. So in a way it's going to be better than it was before. And that is a lesson that I want to take into the rest of the, the second half of this journey. And honestly, well beyond that, that w- w- when someone decides to be foolish, when someone decides to be reckless at the very best, they were reckless, um, it doesn't have to go to waste. That opportunity doesn't have to be something that causes you to say, "Okay, we can't do this anymore. We have to tuck our tails and run. We have to leave. We have to quit." Um, I, I I don't want this person that did this to win. I don't want this person that behaves this way, or the type of people that behave this way, that that just plays with your life like it's a like it's the life of 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 a fly. We cannot let people like that win. So I don't know what this means. This literally just happened two days ago. Still processing it. Um, But we will be continuing our journey. I will be continuing to post updates. And I will be continuing to do shows from the road like this. Um, But I, I want you and your family and your people. First of all, tell your family you love them. Because you just, life can be taken from you that quickly. Um, secondly, I want every one of you to look in the mirror in the next few days and just ask where in my life, am I allowing just the status quo to rule me? Where in my life am I allowing it is what it is to rule me? Where in my life can I make a difference? Where in my life have I learned something that's mind blowing or that's negative or that's horrible that I know I need to make a difference about. Now, if if all the issues of 2020 have, have resonated with you, um, I encourage you to do something about it. If all of the, if there's an issue out there, if hunger, if hunger in people is something that just breaks your heart, or orphanages, or or, or or homelessness, or just the elderly that don't have anyone to talk to, if there's something out there, someone out there that that has been tugging at you for a while. This is a huge wake-up call to me, you know, and, and I'm honestly venting on this a little bit. So you're, you're going to hear this, you know, in, really in just a very raw way. But I'm also using it as an opportunity to say, you know, you know, how do I really want to live moving forward? How how do I want my son—how how do I want my kids to, to, to view this world as a big, scary, horrible place, as a place that's just for their— personal indulgence or is a place that is a test to say what am i going to do to make it better better than i left it and so i i I really don't know where i'm going with this but you know and i know this is totally unique but we're going to be continuing this journey i really want to waste raise some awareness for cycling um dangers because in this area in this greater des moines iowa area three cyclists have been killed in the last two weeks and it all happened within a week but two week, and it was two weeks ago one of them was traveling across country just like we're doing so first and foremost i want to raise some awareness for cyclists and for you know god forbid i get out there on the highway and exercise a little uh, that's what i was thinking with this older fella I mean, he's threatening my life and sitting there smoking a cigarette, and I think, I'm not jeopardizing your livelihood. You are. (laughs) And so, anyway, you know, uh, that's one, step one. Step two is, what does this speak about to to the larger issues of society? Where in your life, where in my life am I just slacking off? Am I just accepting, you know, non-excellence? Am I accepting poor quality? That starts with you. It starts in the mirror. And from there, it leads to how we make decisions. It leads to how we raise our kids or have families or treat our spouses or treat our parents and siblings, how we work, how how we are as employees and as bosses. Compromise begins in the mirror and that's exactly where it ends. So I encourage every one of you to go make some sort of difference, make some phone calls, send some emails, start writing checks start doing things that make you feel alive um that better the world for the sake of others i mean we're, we're we're only here for just a little while i mean how could you just spend it all indulging on yourself all the time so i don't know i don't know if anyone out there needs to hear it i'm kind of in a not whatever attitude but in an attitude to say you know this is a unique episode um, it's definitely eye-opening. This is definitely a side of adventure that happens. And this by no means, by no means is, is a traumatic thing that some people go through. I am not delusional enough to think that this is on the same level of even, even a small, a huge percentage of, of the things that happen to people on a daily basis and that have probably happened to you. So I'm not trying to say that, but it's always a good reminder to be reminded of the things that we already know, which is to make our life count for something. A lot of us have heard that a lot of us work towards that, but you know, life takes over and it's easy to forget. So while it's fresh on my mind, while it's fresh in my perspective, I just wanted to share it with you. So, um, we're going to continue to have fun out here. We're going to continue to bike. We're heading to Denver soon. Um, place that I love and lived for years. And we will be spreading the word about athletic brewing and non-alcoholic beer. And, uh, you know, we brew this beer, uh, we have to brew it without compromise. That's one of our mottos, uh, because you're, you're not going to make a non-alcoholic beer work unless it is absolutely excellent. And so it has encouraged me to think in that way in the last year that I've been working here to live with just the utmost excellence that I can and to make every single day count. Um, so all that to say, while it's all fresh in my mind, I wanted to share it with y'all. And I hope that, that you continue reaching out. and Let us know if there's a group or organization that you know of that we could share this story, make the roads safer, and uh, continue living without compromise. So like I mentioned before, if you'd like to find out more about Athletic Brewing, go to athleticbrewing.com. You can find everything from past podcast episodes to uh, information on the coast-to-coast trip. And remember, um, our beer is what brings you there. Order some, free shipping nationwide on two six-packs or more. Until the next episode, keep living without compromise.